Welcome to Word of Life Family Church, where we strive to grow in our relationship with God, our family, and our community. We believe it's no accident you're listening today, and we pray you'll hear something to strengthen, encourage, and inspire you to fulfill your God-given destiny. Now let's get to the message, which is already in progress. I'm talking about living in your presence, His presence, rather, and uh, I think we not only have been talking about it, have we not been living in his presence on Sunday mornings? Amen. Wednesday morning. How many? Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Can I see a hand anywhere? A hand. Amen. It's good. Good to be in his presence. And so I'm, I'm thankful that God not only has had us kind of learn a little bit more about it, but he's demonstrated all the while uh, his, his glory. So uh, anyway. Uh, I'm just thankful for that, and it's, a, it's an honor. Um, there's other, I was watching and noticed that there's some other uh, people that are talking on the same topics, and I was like, what? That's so cool that God is, is one voice, right? He's, he's God just kind of sharing. And so I tell you that not to boast, but to tell you that we're, we are on the right road. God has us right where we need to be, and he has a word for us that we need to stay in his presence, that it's critical in our, in our time. Uh, forget political, polit- forget all that. Just in general, the spiritual warfare that is in the atmosphere. Listen, we're in a place where we need to stay in his presence. If we're going to stay in his presence, the battle's won. It's, he's already declared truth. But we, stay, we, we obtain that victory if we stay in him. Without him, uh-uh, I don't want to be there. Well, in him and living with him, uh, man, I got so much hope and excitement and, and wonder of what God can do. And so this is really where we need to stay beyond this series. Somebody say amen. 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 God doesn't just change his mind and say, okay, that was good for three weeks. And I was going, no, he, he wants us to continue to build on that truth and to, to work on that truth. So we've been in this series called Living in His Presence. We started this, this whole thing with seeing, um, as we were looking at his presence, how, how we would see the goodness of God. Like, m- more importantly, like how big God is. And I think we experienced that a little bit today even. And I think it really reigns true. When we're in his presence, we can't help but like, wow, get blown away. And then we also see at that, it, at that moment we're blown away, we also see how small we are in comparison to what God is, which is okay. That's a good thing. Because we can quickly see his goodness that he invites us to come into his presence to be good in our lives. And, and to overcome things that are trying to come against us and all of those things. And so this is kind of the remind yourself as you find yourself in his presence. All those, those three things are going to come to sight. Going to come to reminder. And uh, when you see that you can say oh, I was in his presence. I'm in his presence. And uh, continue to do that. Then we talked a little bit last week. Uh, on the presence on the difference between we did a little teaching a difference between the omnipresence and the manifest presence and how how important it is to understand wow omnipresence is good that's that god never leaves us he's always here and that's a wonderful comfort but also to step into his manifest presence see jesus remember jesus went about doing good right healing the sick laying hands Seeing, seeing blind eyes open, all of that, right? Somebody read their Bible? Yeah, amen, right? Okay, just, this is where we get to participate together. 
Whereas Jesus is doing these things, but you know what Jesus says? Jesus says, even greater things will you do. And so the, the desire is not that we try to outdo Jesus, but that we can have the same manifest presence that manifested through Christ can also, is not, can't all, not just can, should, God's desire is that it would manifest through us. That's why we're called Christians, Christ-like, amen? That's good. It's a good reminder, too, for me. If I don't see his presence manifesting more and more in my life, I should get even hungrier in his presence, for his presence. Because that's really what we want to happen. We want his manifest presence. I want change. I don't want just to, just to say I'm something. I want to uh, 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 display that very thing. Right? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we love you and we praise you. Presence of Father, Holy Spirit, you are here right now. Falling in this place on our minds. You're bringing, bringing understanding today. Father, I thank you. Hearts are, uh, my heart, your, uh, others' hearts, Father, are so fertile, so ready to receive that we stand in great anticipation for the word that you were to to share for us in this moment. God, I stand in great anticipation and great expectancy knowing you're a good God, you're big, you're mighty, and you're, you want to move. And so, Father, have your way and do your thing today. I thank you for it. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did I say good morning already? All right, good. Okay. Anyone else warm in here? I was thinking, Lord, we gotta we gotta ask for a air conditioner. If the presence of God's gonna show up, we need air conditioner because it's just it gets hot. See, it's so hot, so Lord. All right. Anyway, just letting you know. Okay. Uh, so I want to start today. If you, if you have your your Bibles and your handouts, you'll notice on your handout just something a little different. I didn't know what to put down because there's so much information, and so there's three questions I want to try to answer that that. God kind of laid on my heart. We're talking about living in his presence. We're going to talk today. The installment today is really about his instruments. And, and um, what we're going to see is that we are his instruments. So there's three questions I want us to look at uh, today. Uh, the first question is this, and we'll see how far we can get with all this. The first question is this. If you have your hand, I know I'm jumping right in. Why did Satan fall? Why it, we, we know there's a fall, and I should have said this. I'm going to teach a little bit today. Is that okay? I, I want to bring some context. I want to bring some, some, some ground rules, some roots today. So I, I'm, I'm, I know you guys are ready to receive it. I know that you guys are in a place in maturity to receive it. Yes? Amen? And, and so I want to get some, some really heavy teaching. So why did Satan fall? Most people would say that Satan fell, um, well, most people know that Satan was Lucifer in heaven. His name was Lucifer. He was an angel, and he's a fallen angel. And, uh, you know, uh, a third of the angels fell with him. But one word, why? Why did Lucifer fall? Uh, I heard it said that pride, pride is a good word. Maybe pride uh, 
But actually, I, I, I believe that if, if we're thinking about this presence, we're thinking about who God is, we're thinking, I actually believe a better word explaining the fall would be worship. Now, I'm just, I know you're like, what is pastor talking about? Look, I, we're going to look at two different places of Scripture. Isaiah chapter 14 and Ezekiel, um, I don't remember where, 12, Ezekiel 12. So you can kind of get ready for that. I, I want to look first in Isaiah chapter 14. If you're there, if you're awake, say amen. amen. All right. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. Now, now before I go too much further, I want to just give you a very quick, uh, try to give you a quick Bible lesson here. Uh, we're going to look at what most theologians talk about of the five I wills. Wills. I can't say that word correctly because I'm a southern boy. Anyway, the five wills. I actually think that there's six, but we'll, we'll just we'll go with five because I don't want to, you know, some really smart people talk about. So there's five things that he said that Satan, Lucifer, said in his heart um, in, in this that caused him to fall. Um, and they all have to do, by the way, they all have to do with worship. Just want you to, want you to know. Uh, I guess I should say this. What is worship? What, what's the meaning of worship? Singing. Uh, worship is uh, exalting, lifting up. Uh, the, the, the actual definition to worship is to, to lift something up, something of honor. Uh, and so we can see this. And so the five things that has to do with worship, um, all of these things have to do with worship. Isaiah chapter 14, let's look at verse 13. Chapter 14, verse 13. For you... Have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. So we have ascend, which is a upward, right? Okay, we have exalt or, or above the stars. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. So the mount, mountain, right? That's the picture of, of height. On the furthest sides of the north, you know, if you look at a map, north is, you know, if you're looking at an atlas or north is always on top, right? I will, verse 14, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high. Now here's God's response. That was, that was the, what the, what Satan or Lucifer said. This is what God's response was. Verse 15, yet you shall be brought down. To Sheol, or hell, to the lowest depths of the pit. Satan wanted to be lifted up. He he wanted he's ah you know he wanted to be lifted up, and because God wants to be the God can only be the one that's lifted up, and so we can see God needs to be honored. God is awesome and mighty. Can somebody say Amen? Now, we, we, were, um, we may or may not want to hear this phrase, um, <clears throat> but we were all born, I don't know if you've heard this, um, we've all been born with an Adamic nature, ad adam emic nature, okay? Okay, so 
meaning like like Adam. So I don't want to freak you out. I don't want you to make. I don't want you to be mad at me. So I'm not going to be mad at Pastor. Okay, everyone smile at me. We're not going to be mad at Pastor. Okay, <laughs> and I don't want to freak you out. But I want to remind you. Listen, Adam wasn't the original sinner. Lucifer was. So we could say that we. We born before Christ. We were born with a, a satan. No, I'm not just saying that about you. are like, uh-uh, don't say that about me, Pastor. I didn't come to be called that. An encouraging word. <laughs> but I want us to look. I want us just to understand. Listen, look, before Jesus, before, before we accepted Christ, before Christ came into our life, and, and I will remind you, you accept Christ. It isn't just fall on you. You have to say yes to him, Right? It, it doesn't just, you know, we just start driving down the road and Jesus comes in your life. You've got to make the decision. Can't just sit in church, praise God. And it's a good place to find him. But we find him by saying, receiving him, accepting him, right? Amen? It's, it's so, it's so, I want, uh, so as we are doing this, we're born with this nature that wants to be lifted up. We're born with this nature that wants to be exalted and want people to look at us and talk about us and compliment us and we're, we're kind of you're like uh uh-uh, not me pastor let me just prove it to you i've said this before i'll just remind you uh if you take a big group picture who's the person you look for in the picture you take a big group and you're like uh, fact you look at yourself and determine whether or not it's a bad picture or not. There could be 45 people in the picture. And we naturally like, oh, that's a bad one. Uh-uh. That is, that's horrible. Listen, we, 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 it's, it's okay. There's, this is no condemnation. I do the same thing. But listen, Satan wants us, wants to turn the conversation, has always wanted to turn the conversation to himself. So when we're talking about his instruments, we have to walk in the salvation, the truth that we we don't let this, the nature of of what we were before Christ to kind of rule, to try to lean us to worship, to bring, to exalt ourselves. I've talked in the past about the soul, right? Uh, one of my favorite things to to. to to teach about and talk about is the soul. Now, the soul in Scripture, when it talks about soul, most often it talks about soul as in um, the soulishness, which is actually technically Hebrew term is selfish. <laughs> and and so I, I like to, to kind of get a revelation of that because sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do that. Why? Because I might be being a little selfish. But I want, to, I want to remind you always, Jesus always turned his every fame. How do we know Jesus was popular? He's pretty popular. In fact, he was so popular that they're like, his disciples were like, hey, can you send some people away? We don't have enough people. To, we don't have enough food to feed these people. They were coming by their droves. He was popular. Uh, I say all this because Jesus, though he was really popular, he was never turning the conversation about himself he was always turning the conversation to the father he he always he always they'd say jesus oh man we love the miracles that you're doing he said i don't i don't have anything to do with it unless i don't do anything unless i see the father do it right 
It's, oh man, your teachings are like blowing our mind. This is the Pastor Jason version of scripture. But it's totally, you know, blowing our minds. And Jesus would say, I only speak what I hear the Father speak. You see how he can turns the conversation. The more we become like Christ, the more we'll turn the conversation of our lives to the Father and not ourselves. We're his instruments. Remember this. As we go through this, we can see in Revelation that Satan still was looking to be worshipped. Uh, Revelation chapter 13, verse 4. I'm going to read this for you. I know I'm going quick. Lord, download it in their hearts right now in Jesus' name. So, so verse 13, or chapter 13, verse 4 says, So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the, to the beast. Um, let, let me go back to Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. So we get some, con- a little, maybe some better context. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil or, or Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth. His angels were cast out with him. So now we'll go back to 13.4. So they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Now, now, that part of scripture should sound familiar because this is actually the same words that we hear in the Old Testament and in Psalms where it talks about God. Who can come against our God? Who is worthy of all praise? You remember this? And so the enemy, Satan, is trying to use what was supposed to be for God is, is trying to turn it to him. So, uh, uh. Satan is, is always turning the conversation away from God. Even when he tried to worship, you know, he even tried to do the same thing to Jesus. Um, the enemy took him to a high mountain. You remember this scripture, Matthew. Exceedingly high mountain, it says, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. He said to him, all of these things I'll give to you if you'll fall down and worship me. Notice the term fall down and worship. Listen, this is just a Holy Spirit bunny trail. Worship is always in scripture. Every time it's always expressed. Worship, there's always an expression of worship. L- listen, when we, when we are worshiping, the reason it's an expression is because worship is love. And we've said, we know that love is not feeling. We've, we've talked about this. Love is action, right? And worship is the ultimate love action. Somebody say amen. I know I'm like, Lord, download it. <clears throat> so many, many times we'll come to church, um, and, 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 and we're still on this bunny trail here. Listen. Many times we'll come up to church, and we, we just won't express our worship. And we say things like, I, I just, I'm not really that expressive. Can, can I just be real? Hogwash. I've watched a football game with y'all before. Or I've, I've seen photos on Facebook. I've seen things where you, 
we get so excited about a pigskin going across a chalk line. Those that are never, not expressive are like, Wah! or Wah! whatever the case. Okay, now I've picked on the guys. How about the girls? Listen, I know ladies, you're not expressive. You're just calm and peaceful until somebody mess with your kids. Then you get expressive. Mama bear starts coming out. And that's okay. That's good. We are made to be expressive. I'm not saying do it like me. I'm saying just be expressive. Because all of us like to be loved. And most of us see how we're loved by the expression that's done for us. Worship is supposed to be expressed. Why I'm stepping on toes, let me remind us that, that as we are uh, we're doing this, listen, I know my heart was always, I want my kids to just express God, get into God, get into those things. And God says, what are you doing? Are you doing those? Because that's how they're going to learn. Much of what we're taught is not by words. It's by the actions that we do. Not just our kids. How about those that know that we're believers and they're just new in Christ? And, and am, I, am I expressive in the things of God around them or not? Well, Pastor, I don't want to be weird. What do we want from God? What do we want others to know about God? Do we want to taste and see, want them to taste and see that he's good? Right? Worship is expressed. Honoring and loving God is expressed. It's lived out. It's not just words on a page. It's walking in it. Isn't it cool, though, that God walks with us in it? I'm not saying be perfect. Don't try to be perfect. Put that away. Please don't try to be perfect. The Pharisees and the Sadducees did that. And they got into problems. Don't work on perfect. Work on being expressive in the things. How many like a good deal? I've said this so many times. I love prime rib. Anybody else get a witness on the prime ribs? Mm, mm, I, my, yeah, I see that witness. <laughs> My, my wife got me a brand new meat uh, uh, smoker, electric smoker. I'm excited, man. I went to the store. I got so much meat. I don't know what to do with it. I'm ready to get it going. I'm excited. I started texting my, my boys. Hey, we're gonna, you know, I'm excited about I'm letting people know. When we are expressive about something we're excited about, we're going to let people know. How many people know... Jesus is good. He's better than prior rib even. God, Jesus, is not just words on a page. He is to be lived, experienced, felt, manifested. And not only that, it's supposed to be, we're supposed to minister out of the overflow of that thing. Living in his presence and doing it and expressing that thankfulness it should be coming out of us.
Amen? All right, we better move on before we don't have anybody left here. I'm just kidding. You guys are a blessing. So why did Satan fall? He wanted to be worshipped. We're talking about his instruments. We're talking about living in his presence. We understand that, and and I, I should preface this to remind you, that his presence is often, his manifest presence is also often, almost always in Scripture, manifested in worship. Okay? It's, it's in prayer and worship. It's in honoring him, and, and that's when it opens the door to opportunity. So, so why did Satan fall? He wanted to be worshipped. The, the second question, and this is going to, what we're going to tie it together, I hope. The second question seems off the wall. Who created instruments? Now, I don't know. I've, I've been asked before, like, why do you have instruments? Why do you have the drums? This is so loud. I said, because Brian has, likes to hit stuff. No, uh, <laughs> no, it's, or why do we have guitars? Why do we, why do we have instruments? And, 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 and we can see it in scripture. And, and so Satan, listen, I've heard this. Satan didn't create instruments. We're just, Satan didn't create them. God did. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. Look, look at verse, well, actually, we should look at verse 11. It says, uh, this is talking about, or to Lucifer, there's no doubt about it here. Uh, Isaiah chapter 14, verse 11. Your pomp is brought down to Sheol, and the sound of your stringed instruments, stringed instruments, you see where instruments were in Scripture? Instruments, string instruments, some say, some, some translations say harps. Uh, now, now, I need to go back just a minute. Ezekiel chapter 28, Ezekiel chapter 28, should be on the screen. Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, thus says the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect and beauty. Now, you need to know something if we're reading the scripture. And again, remember, we're getting some, some Bible history. We need to know that this was spoken by the prophet at the king of Tyre, but, it, but the word was not to the king. It was actually to Lucifer. Okay, so he's speaking to Lucifer through the king. And you're like, well, that's weird. That's odd. God does this. Remember when... when Peter says, no, Lord, not, not you. And he says, get behind me, Satan. Remember that? He wasn't calling Peter Satan. He was speaking to the spirit that was trying to drive him. Does that make sense? Right. It, and so this, this is the same idea. God did this several times in Scripture. Um, and, and so, and Jesus did this too. So we can, we can see it's okay. So here's the proof. Uh, verse, let me read 12 and 13 here. Ezekiel chapter 28, son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre, say to him, thus says the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Verse 13, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Now, I just want to remind you, the king of Tyre was not in the Eden of God. 3,400 years before or after this after the garden is when king of Tyre came on the scene. Okay? So, again, let's, let's keep reading. There, there's, there was only, we know scripture, there was only four beings in the garden. Right? Adam, Eve, God, and the serpent. Okay? So he's not talking to the king of Tyre. He's talking 
to Lucifer. Let's keep reading. Verse 13, it continues. Every precious stone was your covering. Sardis, topaz, diamond, beryl. I know it's not beryl. Anyway, onyx, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes. We'll look at that in a minute. Your workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were, anoint, you were the anointed cherub who covers. So what's a cherub? It's an angel. Cher, cherub is an angel. And, and covered, you see the word covered, it means authority. So, so just a side note, there were three what we call archangels. Okay, that were kind of a covering. Michael, Gabriel, and once Lucifer. Okay, and each of them had a, a position and a job. I don't have all time to go into all of that. You'll have to come back Wednesday night. We'll talk more seriously about it through it. But we see that, that there's this covering. Covering means authority. Verse 14, I established you. This is God talking to Lucifer. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God, you walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. Verse 15, you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Verse 16, by the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God and I destroy you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the firing stones. So it says here, right? It says that he was kicked out because of trading. And you're like, well, what in the world is that? It's a really bad translation. The best thing, and some, some translations say merchandising. And the best way I can describe it would be this. Um, some of you know that I used to uh, be in photography. I uh, had a photography student. Michelle and I had a photography student for quite some time. Let's say, let's say that I hired Jenny to run the studio. Okay, now she's run the studio, and not only did I, not only did she, I hire her to to run the studio, but I'm paying her very well. I'm paying her uh, owner's salary. Salary? Somebody hungry? <laughs> anyway, all right, salary. Okay. I'm paying her this amazing salary. Now, listen. Now, so someone comes to me and says, okay, we uh, comes to the studio and says, uh, I want to buy a photo package and uh, a wedding package, okay? And I don't know if you know this. We've been shopping a little bit. Wedding packages are expensive nowadays. Anyway, they say, okay, I, I want to buy, and it's going to be, let's say, $1,000. Now, I'll make it easy, $300, Hire them, by the way, or maybe not. I'm not sure. Anyway, they're $300. I'm trying to focus. $300 for this photo package. Now, they pay, these people pay in three $100 bills. And so Jenny receives the funds, and she takes two of the $100 bills, and she puts it in the till. And the extra $100, she sticks in her pocket. What would we call that? Stealing. Stealing. This is what the Hebrew meaning of the word trading is. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within you are, and you sinned. You stole something that wasn't yours, Lucifer. 
you stole something. It says that the reason he was kicked out was because of trading. Let me let, just remind you that, that, that <laughs> help me, Lord. I'm all excited and, and not sure of getting, getting through. This is exactly what Satan did. He took, the, he took what was his and he, and he took it for himself. The worship leader in heaven. The man that was beautiful, it said, in charge of this thing, took what was God's. Listen, just like that, that $100 bill that she took, she didn't really do that. Don't be mad at her. It wasn't hers. To, it was supposed to flow through her to the right source. It was supposed to go to the owner, but it, it was supposed to, because, because of who she was, it was supposed to filter through her to the true source. See, see the enemy, Lucifer, took what wasn't his. He was supposed to let the worship flow through him. God said, you were beautiful, one of the most beautiful in all of heaven. But he, he caused this cosmic violation by taking something that wasn't his. He tried to take his worship. Remember I said that, that there were three archangels, Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer. Um, there are three, three pillars in, the, in church. Now, now, I know we're the church, but to say the establishment, the pre, three pillars of church are prayer, uh, worship, and the word. Okay? And those three angels, by the way, represent those things. So it's the order of heaven. It's supposed to be the order of what we do here. Right? G Gabriel uh, or Michael was the answered prayer. He, he brought the answer to Daniel. Uh, Gabriel brings the word of the Lord to Mary. Remember, Gabriel was the angel that told this word. Lucifer was supposed to rule over the worship, but he fell. So remember in Isaiah chapter 14, I said this, that it says in verse 11, it says, and the sounds of your stringed instruments. And then we looked at Ezekiel chapter 28. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. What do you think timbrel, timbrels are? Just, huh? Tim, tim, timbrels? Tambourines? Back in the 80s and 90s, we had a tambourine. Remember that? It's a percussion, right? It's a percussion instrument. Pipes means wind instruments, right? So it says, so it says pipe, it says timbrels and pipes. Now we so so percussion and 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 wind. Pipes are something you blow through. I get that. But if you look, there's string instruments, Ezekiel says percussion instruments and wind were created, were prepared for, for were, were prepared for you. Um, I, I don't know if you realize this, and this is where I want to get to. You Say me. Have every one of those in you. You are his instruments. We have percussion. Right? See if everybody has percussion. Go ahead. Ready? 
All right, good, good. I hope online, I hope you were clapping. <laughs> so, so we have this. Also, we have, we ha- also have uh, uh, strings. Now, we might want to call them vocal cords, right? And then we have wind. You, you, you got to put some wind in the vocal cord. Ah! Now you know why I'm not on the worship team. Because I would outdo them all, right? <laughs> we are his instruments. So just as Lucifer was instruments were created, and I, I know we could talk about the, the, the material instruments, but I'm trying to get the understanding that God is, is created within us what he intended to be perfect in heaven. When we're in his presence and we begin to be his instruments, it says, the scripture says that his presence is felt. It, it, he, he, he comes in, in, into your place of wherever you are. We are his instrument. Say, I'm his instrument. Amen? Amen. I, I, I want us to catch this because Satan was created with instruments, but he fell. You were created with instruments. What are we going to do with them? We're talking about worship. I think there's more happening than just than just words. There's something in the in the heavenlies. Chronicles it talks about. It says then David and all of Israel played music before God with their might, with singing. On harps, on string instruments, on tambourines, on cymbals, and with trumpets. It goes on in verse 25, verse 4. It says, moreover, David and the captains of the army separated for service some of the sons of Asaph, Heman, and not Heman. Yeah, anyway. Whatever. You who, you who should prophesy with harps, stringed instruments, and symbols. Listen, David taught how to, taught his soldiers how to be musicians. Because there's something powerful about instruments. Second Chronicles, this is awesome scripture. Get ready to get blown away. It did for me. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with the cloud so the priests could not continue ministering because the cloud of the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. Woo, let it be, Lord. When they begin to sing in one accord, when they begin to use their instruments, you want to see the presence of God move? Begin to worship Almighty God. 
what was intended to be for Lucifer to lead heaven is now being given to you because he didn't know what to do with it or he did what was wrong with it. What are we going to do with it? We're going to praise the name of Christ Jesus. And his presence will be revealed. Shown. All right, well, stop. What did God do? I think he did more than we think he did. I, I'm looking at this. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, it says, it, it's a real strange verse because it doesn't seem to go with, with verse 3. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was filled, was without form, without Form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Most theologians believe that this was what they call the gap there. Like this was the place where it doesn't make sense, right? In the beginning, God created, but now it's without form and void. And this was the place where they believe, where most theologians believe this was where Satan was thrown out in between these two scriptures. Because the Hebrew form of, of, of without form means chaos. And the Hebrew form of void is emptiness or darkness. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Right? In other words, right, light dispels darkness, but he spoke it out. And he said, any form have order. No form have order. Day be night, morning night order be order and then he said no more emptiness then i think what happened satan is like all right that's all good god i see that that's great that's but who's gonna you got all this stuff and you got gabriel you got, who's gonna worship you now who's gonna lead your worship i believe god reached down grabs him There's my worshipers right there. There's my worshipers right there. Satan, I'll show you my worshipers. And there's not, the, there's not the, anything that's going to stop them if they will praise my name. If they will worship. If they will use, they are my instruments that I created in this time and in this moment. You are his instruments. You want the presence of God, he's equipped, he's equipped you as his instruments. And when you begin to ask for the presence, he's saying, would you praise me? Would you worship me? Because I got the tools in you. I've given you the gifts. I've given you the strings and the percussion and all of these things. I've given these, they're in you. If you will worship me, I will show up in a big way. It's in you. It's in you, it's in you, it's in you. They're like, oh, I don't sing good. You sing perfect. Because God's not, he doesn't mess up. I want you to bow your heads for a moment. Lord, I know this is a lot of words. I pray, Father, in this moment that they would hear this. That all of us would hear. That I would hear. That we would just hear. We would understand that we are your instrument. That is to bring your presence in this place. And in our homes. That is through Christ. It's because of Jesus. It's because of that promise. 
but you've invited us. You said, I've created within you to use the instruments that I've given you. I've gifted you with everything you need. Will you worship me? Will you praise me? You are my worship leaders. Praise my name. Father, I pray that over myself, my family. I pray that my words, as I begin to speak, it would be a beautiful noise. That it would be life changers, life and death and the power of my tongue. God, I pray that my prayer, my, I pray that my words would be music, worship to you. That anything else I might say or use the instrument for, Father, would only be used for you and you alone. I pray that in Jesus' name. God, I know that we're not all worship leaders in the natural but you see us as that, conductors, ready to conduct, ready to invite your presence by every opening of our mouth, by presenting to you that you are worthy to be praised. I pray that today. I pray that we grasp that today, that we were created to be an instrument and that you created instruments worship we're supposed to worship you God may we do that I thank you that that's the very thing that breaks when your presence comes that breaks every yoke and you've given us the keys to come into your presence I pray that we do that very thing today that we teach that to our children. Do we teach that to those that are immature or new in Christ? That we would be the example. That we, we, we wouldn't just be instruments in, in word, but we would be it indeed. We would use what you've given us. Father, we thank you for revelation, understanding today. In Jesus' name. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Word of Life Family Church. If you're ever in the area, please join us for one of our Sunday services at 10 a.m. or for Bible study on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, check out our website at wordoflifefamilychurch.org or call us at 715-339-2207. Thanks for joining us today, and may the Lord richly bless you.